Welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network, coming to you from the TeacherCast studios since 2011. Join us each week as we bring you the latest educational news, ed tech updates, and hottest interviews with today's most influential leaders in education. And now, for your host, Jeff Bradbury. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. This is the Jeff Bradbury Show, episode number 15. If you are a blogger, podcaster, speaker, presenter, any type of content creator in the educational space, my friends, as I say each and every week, this is that podcast for you. Today, we have the start of something that's gonna be lasting for the next few weeks. Today, we're gonna be talking a little bit about websites. You see, we've been talking about websites the last few weeks here in that sense of asking you the question, should we? Should we be making a website for us? And I'm, I'm, I'm finally here today gonna answer that question for you. And we're also gonna talk a little bit about some of the reasons why and why not things you should, how to do it, and we've got our P's. I've got three P's today all about websites, website planning, and I can't wait to share it with you guys. First of all, I want to remind you guys that we are still in the middle of our 90-day email marketing challenge. We have almost 100 educators out there that have signed up for our email marketing challenge over at buildyouredubrand.com. If you guys are looking to improve your website, improve your brand, show off a new book, promote a podcast, check it out over at buildyouredubrand.com. We have our free 90-day challenge. It comes with a two-week online course where we basically throw a ton of stuff at you guys in, re in reference to email marketing, and then we support each other every single week after that. So check all that stuff out today. There's a lot of great things. And also, I am so proud of everybody that is contributing and participating in our brand new Facebook group. You can go on over to buildyouredubrand.com and check out the link for our Facebook group. Or if you're on Facebook, just do a search for Build Your Edu Brand as a Facebook group. There's a lot of things in there. I posted a few questions a few weeks ago getting myself ready for March the month where we're gonna to start to talk all about websites and how to use them, how to build them. And I am so proud of everybody out there who's been contributing. We even had somebody, I'm gonna use her initials, it's JT. If you're out there listening, you know who I'm talking about. She decided to redesign and rebrand her entire website and it looks so good. So I am so proud of everybody out there in the Build Your EDU brand community. And if you guys are out there looking for some help and support and somebody to help you guys out, check us out over at buildyouredubrand.com. I am happy to find some time to sit with you guys. You can book a call for me, half an hour time, hour long time, whatever you think it's gonna take. I'd be happy to sit down with you and help you figure out how to build a podcast, write a book, create a speech, get yourself involved in consulting, anything that involves building your brand, I am happy to help you guys out. My name is Jeff Bradbury, and I've been doing this for almost nine years. I can't believe that I was thinking about that as I was driving home today. And it was around this time, the springtime, where I was podcasting, 
And I started to have these ideas. It was 2011. And I started to have these ideas about creating something special for education. I was doing a podcast with a friend of mine called Apple Aid. It was one of these two guys talking about their iPhone kind of shows. And I remember around this time, I kept saying to him, I want to do something different. I want to do something that's going to help out the community. I want to do something that's going to be, you know, podcast related, website related, blog, something kind of in there. And, you know, lo and behold, in July of 2011, that's kind of where TeacherCast came from. We talked a little bit about that a few weeks ago, but I start right here because I'm going to throw the question at you guys and I want to see what your reaction is. Should your platform have a website? Should you create an online presence for your blog, for your 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 podcast, for your consulting? Should you have a website? I'm going to start off today by saying no. You shouldn't have a website, or at least you shouldn't think of it as a website. Many people do. Many people have talked to me over the years and said, can you help me build a website? And I start by basically saying, sure, but let's not talk about it as a website. So I want to talk today a little bit about your website. Many of you guys are in one of two states. You are looking to build a website, whether that be a first website or a brand new website maybe, or you're looking to revamp a site that you have. Maybe you're, you're looking around at what you have, what somebody else has, and you're kind of asking yourselves those questions. Today, we're going to look at the three P's of web design. Platform, planning, and promotion. Now, I promise you guys, there's the fourth P. Every single one of these topics, I would love your help in putting on a full podcast, putting on a full blog post, maybe even having somebody like yourself come on and talk about how you guys created your website, how you guys have planned out things, how you guys are promoting things. You guys know I love doing our bonus shows on Fridays. We had two, actually, amazing interviews last week, one with Tom White talking about how he's building his brand through his student programs. That one hit home for me. And then last week on Friday, we released our bonus episode, episode number 14, in fact, with Sarah Thomas from the EduMatch Network. And all these people have one thing in common. They didn't build a website. So what do I mean by that? They didn't build a website because really what this online thing has become for them and for me as TeacherCast is we've decided not to build a website but to be thinking about this thing as a digital hub. Now, you're going to be hearing that word a lot today. You're going to be hearing that word a lot over the next few weeks. And if you're used to listening to me on TeacherCast programming, you know that that's a word that I use often. Digital hub, what does it mean? Well, basically, if you create a website, you're creating an online thing that people may or may not come to, that you may or may not service, and that may or may not be any good for you. Anybody can create a website, but it takes a special eye and it takes a little bit of planning. It takes a little bit of purpose and it takes a little bit of persistence. There's the fifth P to build a digital hub. Your digital hub is what everything goes into and everything comes out of all of your social gets put into it. 
all of your videos get put into it, all of your podcast episodes get put into it. And basically, we're going to talk today and, and really, again, all this week about creating that funnel, creating that hub, that space where everything gets put onto your website. Now, we're not going to obviously hit every single thing today. And that's why I want to have your questions. If you guys have any questions out there, you can, of course, raise them in our Facebook group or you can go over to buildyouredubrand.com. You can check out our contact page. You can email me, Facebook me, anything. I am here to use this podcast right here to help you support you and your platform and help you build your EDU brand. So let's talk a little bit about the beginning here. Platform. I get the question constantly. What should I build my website upon? In 2011, I decided to create a home for my craziness, for my ideas, for my podcast. And at the time, I decided to look around at an application that was going to be dynamic and colorful and easy to use. And I chose an app called Sandvox, S-A-N-D as in David, V-O-X, Sandvox. And I think if you look around, you can still find it in the Mac App Store. Now, why did I choose Sandvox? Well, I chose it at the time because it was easy. It was a Mac app. Um, it was icon-based. And it was very, very flexible and very, very easy to use. And that was what the original teacher cast was on. I made my logo. I put some pages up. I registered the domain. We'll talk about that in a second. And I created the first version of TeacherCast. And, and, you know, you have to start somewhere. And it seems like almost every week people ask, what platform should they start with? Should they go Blogger? Should they go WordPress? Should they go Wix, Weebly? All those different things. And I, I, I tend not to answer those questions. But what I do give as an answer is, number one, try them all. Right? I did start off TeacherCast with Sandvox. I love it. It's a fantastic program, although I, I, you know, times have changed. It's been nine years. I wouldn't start with it right now. But I did create a blogger account on TeacherCast. I did create an account on other website platforms of the day because the advice that I have for you, if you're out there thinking about, you know, what should I use, I don't know. All right. And I don't know until I until you try it. And many people look at different platforms and say, this is easy or this is pretty or this offers a simple solution with a shop or this offers, a, you know, whatever it is. Right. My suggestion for you is. Ask a friend. Ask me if you want. We can have those conversations. Reach out. But. Come up with a list of needs that you have. I want my website to be able to do this. It's much like the tech coaching conversations, right? I need my website to be able to do these things. Do you have a podcast? Great. You need a website that can hold audio or host an HTML audio file or, or you know, or, or embed player, anything like that, right? And, and you need a website that's going to be social media friendly. You need a website that's going to have a blog. You need a website that's going to be SEO compatible, search engine optimization, Google friendly. Let's just call it that Google 
friendly. You need a website that's going to be not only backwards compatible, but forwards compatible. And you need a website that's going to look great no matter what, if it's on desktop or if it's on mobile app. So choosing the platform that you are going to basically build your world on is extremely, extremely important. So when you're choosing this platform, my suggestion is try all of them. You can always cancel accounts. And of course, I'm not saying go out and pay for all of them, but there are advantages. Now, it wasn't more than 12 months, 11 months, a year and a half, something like that. A good friend of mine, TJ from Ohio, started talking to me about the next version of TeacherCast. He says, you got to get on this thing that, that I've started. It's called WordPress. I said, what is WordPress? And it was kind of scary, right? It looked different, but it looked similar. Um, it had a different way of doing things. You know, Sandvox is what we call WYSIWYG. What you see is what you get. You move something and it works. WordPress, totally different. It has a front end. It has a back end. It's got a, 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 a visual component to it, and it's got a dashboard. Right? All these... It, New terminologies, new things, plugins, themes, coding, HTML. Oh my goodness, I don't remember all that stuff, right? It's intimidating, right? It really, really is. You need to know a little bit about this. And I got to tell you, as soon as I got onto WordPress, it was absolutely one of the best decisions I've ever made for my for my business, um, for the podcast, for my family, Right. Because right in front, you start to realize what WordPress is. And it is a CMS, a content management system. And we'll definitely dive into that in detail. But what is a content management system? It's basically, it's a database. WordPress is a database, which means you start thinking not as visual, but you start thinking in in columns and rows and 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 posts and pages and categories and tags and 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 it is a it's a stretch it is different and you know anybody out there who started on wordpress can tell you it's a little scary where do you start do you start free do you start paid again another conversation for another day but my response is always start with free now, there's many, many places. When I first switched over to WordPress, and this was a, probably around 2012, I was already a, a customer of GoDaddy and still am. I had all my domains with GoDaddy since way back when I was you know, 15 years old and earlier, things like that, right? And, and I had built my first WordPress website on GoDaddy. I bought a hosting plan. It was great. And... Quickly, I started to build a WordPress website. I bought a theme, spent about a hundred bucks or so, and I had a website. I had a website hosting, and I could do anything that I wanted to, so much more than was on Sandvox. And if you guys know me, some of you are shaking your head, you'll realize that I'm the kind of guy that if you can take an inch, I'll just take six or seven miles. And it grew and it grew and it grew and it wasn't long on TeacherCast before I had people wanting to do guest blogs on it. Kind of cool, right? So I started to build TeacherCast not only as my own little thing that I was using, but I was building it as a guest blog 
and 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 at one point in time, I actually had over sixty-five writers as guest posters um, on TeacherCast, which was awesome. It was, it was really really cool to see how TeacherCast was growing and getting support. The problem, as you can imagine, with a full-time job, this was. BT, this is before triplets, is if you're trying to manage 65 different writers, it was hard for me to actually have time for my own voice. So one of the things that I realized is, okay, we have to do more Jeff, less community, right? So we talked a little bit about choosing our platform. We talked a little bit about free versus paid. I wanted just to kind of stop and talk a little bit about budget here. Budget for your time. As we just said, you can't do 65 writers plus yourself. You have to budget when you're going to work on this, how you're going to work on this, what happens if things need to get updated and, 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 you know, things need to get changed out. All of those different things. WordPress is, you know, it's like working on a car. You have to know the ins and the outsides of things, but also for a budget, I'll just kind of mention here and Hate to be the broken record, but this is another conversation for another podcast. But, you know, if you're looking to buy a, a website theme, right? The question is free themes versus paid themes. I usually recommend people budget between 75 and 100 bucks for a paid or a premium theme. When it comes to finding a web host, um, do not. Do not buy a, a, a cheap hosting. I know you can go out there and you can buy, you know, WordPress hosting for two bucks, four bucks. Oh my goodness, please don't. What you're really buying is a place to put your website. And when you're buying $4 hosting, what you're not buying is safety. You're not buying security. On many of these hosting plans, if you can still find something for four bucks, you're not buying the uh, uh, support that goes with it. You know, sometimes you're buying $2 a month hosting. They say, look, if you want to support it, we're going to charge you per hour because obviously if you're only spending $3 per, for, for hosting, they can't be on the phone with you for three or four hours a week. It doesn't do good business for them. So there I was with my GoDaddy account and I started to look at what they offered and they offered to me something called free unlimited subdomains. And, and that's like saying, welcome to the buffet. And a subdomain is essentially uh, this. Your domain is, you know, yourname.com, or in my case, teachercast.net. And your subdomain is what comes before that dot. So I was realizing that I could actually create multiple WordPress installs on one hosting plan. Now listen to this one because you're not going to believe this one. I decided to create um, a, a variety of subdomains. Instead of building the teachercast.net into a really nice website, nine years ago, keep in mind, um, I would create smaller websites that were just focused on specific things, things that were you know in the theme. So I found an audio-based theme, and I created podcast.teachercast.net. And it was a, it was its own WordPress website, its own set of plugins, its own theme, its own colors, its own branding, its own everything. And then I created blog.teachercast.net, which had a blog theme and its own things going on. And then I created shop.teachercast, where I was trying to learn about e-commerce, and this was the early days of WooCommerce and stuff like that. 
And then I created Learn Dot, and I was and I was trying to build a learning management system where you can do online courses. And then I I, I got into App Dot, and I was building an app. And I'm not kidding. This is this is true. I actually built TeacherCast out to having 26 subdomains. My goodness, that hurts to even say. But at one point in time, TeacherCast had 26 subdomains, which means every single one of those had about a $100 theme that I was uploading and updating and all the different plugins that were taken care of. So what I'm basically telling to you guys, my therapist for the day, is I went from a system where I was taking care of 65 other people doing guest blogs on my website to now I was taking care of not 65 other people, but 24 or 26, whatever the number was, websites all at the same time, which means I created another monster where I couldn't actually write on like How do you have time to make a podcast when you're taking care of 26 websites? This explains why I'm the guy that has triplets. So... In wrapping all of these mistakes up and hopefully giving you guys a lesson of what not to do, you want to make sure that you have a platform and a plan for what you want your website to be. When you are planning your website, there are many things. And let's let's talk in, in WordPress here for a second. You know, websites have free themes. Websites have premium themes. What's the difference? Generally, a free theme... Um, if done right, has an upgrade to it. Here's the free theme, and for a couple bucks, you unlock all the features. Great. Um, generally, free themes are very finite. They are exactly what you have. Generally, at the bottom, it says this this theme is powered by somebody, where generally as a premium theme, you're allowed to change all of those things and, and white label it and, and you know make it yours and change all the colors and stuff like that. Um, I do have suggestions for different themes. I do have suggestions for different theme companies. Um, if you're interested in having any questions or any conversations about themes, uh, please let me know. Be happy to sit down with you. It's not a podcasting conversation right now because there's so many different options. But if you are looking to build a website, my friends, I would love to help you out with all that stuff. When it comes to planning, choosing your theme is so important, right? Many themes have a lot of demos. And so you always want to look at a demo and say, what is it? What is it for? And, and how can I use it? And I was one of those guys that I started learning how to code because I would find a theme that was for one particular type of job or niche. And I started to manipulate it for my needs. And that's really how I started to get into WordPress. I just made mistakes. I pushed a ton of buttons. Another thing that we want to plan for when putting our websites together is content. Now, we've talked a lot about this on TeacherCast over the years. And even if you go onto webs uh, on the website and do a search for editorial calendar, I have a lot of freebies that you can download to help you with your content planning from editorial calendars to, uh, you know, uh, you name it. Lots of different things on, on, on finding content. But when you're looking at your website, you want to figure out who you're writing to. Who's your audience? Who's your avatar? Things that we talked about a few months ago when we started off this podcast together, right? You want to be planning out what your content is. You want to be planning on when you're going to be putting your content out. Are you going to be putting out random content? Are you going to be planning a curriculum, for instance, with the Jeff Bradbury show, this show here? Um, we have a curriculum that we're running in January. 
we talked about what is a brand, why brand, how to brand. In February, we did a lot of interviews with people who were building their brands, and we started talking about social media. And now we're really getting into web design, and then we're going to go into SEO. And then we're so, in other words, the bottom line here, my friend, is content is king. How are you going to be creating a niche? Who are you going to be speaking to? So once you have your themes, once you have your content, I want you to think about the user experience. When somebody comes to your door, knocks on it, and comes into your house, on your website, into your digital hub, what are they going to do? Where are they going to go? Now, it was easy for me when I had 26 websites. I made a homepage that basically looked like an iPhone screen. You would go to teachercast.net, and there's a bunch of buttons and icons, and if I wanted to go to the blog, I'd click on a blog, and it would take me out to another website. If I wanted to look at an app, it would take me out to another website. And so when we're looking at this thing, thinking about your navigation – Thinking about the menu structure is extremely important. My suggestion for doing websites is to not use your computer uh, almost at all. And I know that's weird, right? That's a weird thing. But every website that I do, from my website to friends' websites to client websites, heck, even to the ones that I make for school, I grab a pencil and a paper. Or I grab my iPad Pro and my little stylus, right? I make sure that I do everything on paper first so that way I can see what the navigation looks like, where the different components look like, and that just saves me time. It really, really does save me time. Now, once we go through planning, and again, I'm broken record here. I promise you all of these things are eventually going to either be podcast episodes in the next coming weeks or they're going to be blog posts. But once you find your platform, once you go through the planning stages, then you start having your promotion. How are you going to promote this? Well, there's a few ways that you can promote your website. The obvious one is social media. That's assuming that you're able to find your site, get some traction, Find people that are going to like, know, and subscribe to you. Share your content. And that's betting on the fact that other people are going to help you grow your brand. My friends, where that's a nice reason to do things, there's a lot of reasons to not do things. And the biggest reason is algorithms. What does that mean? Sorry, different topic at this point. But when I started in 2011, it was easy. You have a million followers on Twitter. You put out a tweet. A million people will get it, assuming that they're checking your feed at your time at the, you know all those different Twitter things. A couple years later, the Facebook algorithm changes. The Twitter algorithm changes. If you have a million followers and you put out a tweet, you're not going to have a million people see it. You might not even have 10,000 people see it. And so starting to understand how promotion and algorithms and social media work is really something that we're going to be deep diving into. So look for that episode um, probably in a few weeks. We're going to dive into that. So social media programming is great, but I certainly wouldn't be recommending that you uh, rely on it. What can you rely on? Well, number one, your newsletter. We talked about email marketing again our 90-day email marketing challenge is still on. Check it out over at buildyouredubrand.com. Your newsletter, as we've mentioned before on this show, is so important because everybody has an email. 
everybody gets their emails. Everyone checks their emails. So promoting yourself to your subscribers who have willingly given up their email address to you is, is one of the best ways that you can do that. But that's not the best way. And I'm going to tell you what the best way to, to, to increase your traffic is. And that is by understanding one rule about web design. Please write this one down. In my opinion, you have one audience member to please. You are writing for an audience of one, as they say. And that one person is Google, is the search engine. Now, we're going to talk a lot about SEO coming up. What is it? How do you do it? How do you write for it? What is copywriting techniques? All those things that I kind of obsess about here. And as, as many of you guys know, I obsess about SEO. But you are writing for one person. Because think about it. On Twitter, you might put out one tweet about one blog post and maybe people find it, maybe people pick it up, maybe it gets retweeted, but guess what? Tomorrow it's gone. Time to pick up the shovel and do it again. But if Google can find you and Google can rank you and Google can figure out where you fit in this world, then all you have to do is sit back and wait for people to show up. I had to come up with a sol solution for this. Because the first couple of years of TeacherCast, if you looked at the breakdown between where traffic was coming from, it was by far social media, by far Twitter and Facebook. Now, hardly any. Even though I'm out there posting and tweeting and, and you know doing all that stuff, I would say 80 to 85% of my traffic overall every day comes from Google searches. Because number one, Google's searching everything of yours, whereas Facebook and Twitter are only looking at the latest posts and the posts that you publish. The second thing is here, not only does Google search you deep, but Google searches you really, really long. You are looking at the way that Google is reading your website, looking at your, your, your heading tags, looking at your titles, all of these different things, seeing what your Facebook profile looks like, seeing what your social media looks like. Google takes everything into account. I can't wait to do a social to do an SEO lesson with you guys. That is one we might even I, I might I would love to do that one with a couple of guests on the show to talk all about SEO. Learning about SEO is one of the most important things that you can do as a web design. You don't have to sit there and do hours. You don't have to sit there and and, and study weekend after weekend. Um, I dare say just. Keep listening to this podcast, and I'll, I'll, hopefully a couple things will rub off on you. But, but when you're promoting, social media is nice. Newsletter is better. Word of mouth is certainly there, but mouths are only so wide. But really, all this month, we're going to be focusing on things like how to get your SEO higher. How do you get Google to look at you? If Google can find you, guess what? So can Twitter. But if Twitter can find you, it doesn't mean that Google can. So these are the three P's that I always think about when looking to plan my website or anybody else's website. And if you'd like some help building your website, I would be honored to have a conversation with you. I even have a free um, podcast webs not webs a website planning document that I give all my clients out. I'd be happy to show you. 
and and help you guys figure these things out. It's it literally is five or six pages long, but it's what I give to all of my clients when I start working with them as 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 clients when we start looking at their websites. And there's a ton of questions on there. I'd be happy to give that to you and show you how I do all things because I want to see your platforms grow. If you're out there with a website and you're like, I want to build this bigger, give me a call. Subscribe to the podcast. We're everywhere that podcasts can be found. Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, Google, you name it. We are here. And I certainly recommend that you guys check out our Build Your EDU brand Facebook group. We are doing some amazing things on there. We are here to help you guys out. We are here to help build your EDU brands one piece of content at a time. So I'm going to wrap everything up right here because I am actually going to be Stopping a little early on this recording, putting it out tomorrow on March the 4th, and I have a keynote speech to write because I am busy building my brand on the stage, and I am looking forward to March 21st when I'm going to be giving my next keynote address at the Metuchen Technology Symposium where we're going to be talking all about choosing the right technology for our students' future, and I'm going to talk all about the amazing experiences that I've had this year working up in Connecticut and what my students have been going through and what I've been working on and all that great stuff. If you're available and you want to check it out, please reach out to me. I can get you some 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 tickets. I'll get you some registration for it. And if you're out there with the conference and would like to have me come out and speak at your group, I would love to do that too. We've got a ton of different topics on branding, on Microsoft and Google and anything that we can do out there together. I would love to have uh, the opportunity to work with you and your group or at your conference this summer. Would love to be the opportunity to, uh, to work with you guys on that stuff. So that's going to wrap up episode number 15. I hope some of this stuff kind of rang true for you. We're going to come back again on Friday and deep dive into a few of these little topics. And over the month of March, we're going to deep dive and deep dive and deep dive with the help of your questions. Some of the questions that have already come up that I know are going to be topics are branding versus rebranding, images, how to do image SEO, how to make blog post SEO work, how to choose the right theme. We're going to go into all of that stuff. So if you have any questions, you can check us out over on buildyouredubrand.com and let me know today. I would love to help you guys create an amazing digital hub for your platform. So on behalf of everybody here in the TeacherCast Educational Network, my name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions on your platforms. You've been listening to the TeacherCast Educational Network, hosted by Jeff Bradbury. Please reach out to the show with all of your questions on Twitter at TeacherCast or online at www.teachercast.net. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. And please take a moment to write a review in the App Store.